Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. John's a cool guy. He's a really cool guy. John's a cool guy and he lives a cool life. John's a cool guy. He's a really cool guy. John's a cool guy and he lives a cool life. Hello dreamers and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. My voice is croaking after two nights in a field, but we're going to get through this together. The rules are simple, we can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where it will form the beginnings of the script of the next hit BBC drama. I will play a sexy hitman hell-bent on killing the neurotic, if brilliant, John Harris. Ah. I'm Joel. A man who puts the ass in Assassin, and yes, I know I've done that one before, but there are two asses in Assassin, so I can do it again. (laughs) And across from me is John Harris, a man who has stolen a total of 12 cash machines in his life, but has never figured out how to get them open, sheepishly returning each one to the hole left in the wall just hours after ramming it with a forklift truck. (laughs) It was a real spate of um, cash machine robberies when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, Yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah, I guess. I guess that makes sense as a thing to do. Um, we're not going to explain why Joel was in a field for two days. It's exactly what you think it was. <laughs> he was alone and naked. Whatever, yeah. Whatever you think it was, that's what it was. And, you know, it's just the time of year when we have to sacrifice Salam to the pod overlords. Last night I was drinking and I decided, after a few drinks, I was like, I used to be really quick at drinking, like really quick. Mm. I wonder mm. if I still am. Right. Four drinks later, turns out I am still really oh, good. quick at drinking. How quick? I can really drink. Like, very fast. So, um, so we're both worse post? for work. No, it was, it was more just, yeah. P.S. I'm a legend. No, it was, <laughs> it was kind of a pre-warning that I think we're both going to be a bit ropey today. Anyway, let's pitch some movies. One from me. This was the most read news story on the BBC website the other day, according to Jody. When dog owner Steve Rostron went for an evening stroll with his pet, they came across a distressed magpie behind a telephone junction box. For Mike, the magpie, and Boo the Whippet, it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So Steve's out walking his dog, Mike. Also, a lot going on there. A man called Steve has called his dog Mike. (laughs) That's proper man's best friend stuff, isn't it? All right, Mike. All right, Steve. Walk. Yeah, walk. What's a magpie doing near a telephone box? Who's it trying to call? You know, are they? Uh, what is my magpie called Boo? Uh, no, Boo. 
Oh no, the magpie's called Mike. <laughs> and the whippet is called Boo. Oh. Take it back. Steve's named his dog Boo. A lot more respect for that. <laughs> I don't know who's named the magpie. What I was thinking is that magpie's quite famously like to collect shiny objects. So I could feasibly imagine it would collect a coin and take it to a phone box to make a phone call. <laughs> if I had to pick any aviationary creature that I think would be able to make a phone call, it would be the magpie. You think? Yeah. What would they say? Who are they calling? Uh, Big questions. They're calling um, the other magpies. Because you need a a collection of magpies. They, so this magpie is actually the head of a criminal organisation that is stealing cash machines because it loves how shiny the coins are. Nice. And I'm always using those coin-based cash machines. (laughs) Run up, pop my card in. Yes, I'll have 33 (laughs) pence from this machine, please. Thank you very much. I'm an idiot. Mm. I, I, Big I, I, shiny five pound note. I'm not even going to blame that. Well, on it could be like those. Oh, it could be like those coin stars. Yeah, they're stealing coin stars. They're stealing like. coin stars. <laughs> Have you ever used one? Well, I I don't think I used it, but I went with a mate to watch one get used. It oh, was how was it? Everything you incredible. imagined to be. <laughs> it was incredible. You're quick at drinking. How quick, in relative terms, is a coin star at counting coins? Who's quicker? I, the coin give, star. I give you a pint of beer yeah. and a coin star a pint of coins. Who downs it first? Me. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 th- there is a sensational bit of content in you drinking a pint of beer in the amount of time it takes something else to shift a pint of whatever it is it's designed to process. I can drink quite quickly, but nothing on my brother. My other brother, he's mm. just like he just switches off his gullet, which sounds wrong. How did he do that? I do- <laughs> Little bum <laughs> on his throat. Is he I'm pre- out tonight. I'll leave the gullet at home. <laughs> he presses his Adam's apple. <laughs> the gullet just opens up like a sluice. Uh, I, I, there's no joy to be had in that, though, right? Well, being able to drink really quickly. Yeah. Part, no, it's just a party trick, isn't it? Yeah. So, but, so you're like party trick quick? No, he's party oh, so, trick quick. So I'm just a really just quick bit depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're not no at the level watching, of quick where No it's one's impressive. watching or clapping or yeah. cheering. Yeah. <laughs> They're just looking at my empty glass going, again? Oh, again, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so there's this dog called Boo and a magpie called Mike. And they're best mates. <laughs> best mates. They're really good friends. Does the magpie ride on the back of the dog? Probably. What could a magpie need a dog's assistance for? Good question. What can a dog get hold of that's shiny that a magpie couldn't get hold of? Nothing. Literally nothing? Nothing in the world. Oh. I can't think of the top of my head. You're really doing dogs a disservice there. <sighs> my main thing is, is the th- thought that, like... I like the idea of what's bigger than a magpie. Good question. A Text crow? us. Uh, a let crow? us know. If you could just tweet us things that are bigger than a magpie, that would be really useful. Literally uh, anything. Anything you can think of that's bigger than a magpie, because we're a bit stumped. We, we, at the moment, we can't think of anything that exists that's bigger than a magpie. So um, I'm thinking of birds, or as you would say, aviationary creatures. <laughs> to use the Latin. We've got a classy audience. They expect better. I'm thinking about would a black, a black bird. Is a black, what's the difference? There's crows, magpies, blackbirds. What's happening here? It's a good question. It's an interesting question. Uh, they're more. They get progressively evil, right? Yeah. Blackbird, crow, raven. On the evil. On the Did scale. I say of, raven. I forgot raven. Oh, never, mate. Don't, forget a raven at your peril. Okay. I, I'd say that's fair, isn't it? Mm. Tweet us. Let's know yeah. how evil. What's the most evil bird? Uh, the raven. The raven's genuinely terrifying. So a bunch of ravens are bullying this. That's magpie. like it's a murder of crows. A bunch of ravens. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So this bunch of ravens they're bullying this magpie and this dog this whippet called boo boo the whippet yeah boo scares them off scares them right off and then they become best mates okay nice so actually it's the magpie doing favors for the dog 
And we, I mean, there's lots of th- situations you can envision that being a thing. Exactly. Because I, magpies can get to places that are pretty high up. And dogs can't even look up. So yeah. the magpie teaches the dog what's up. What's that theory about? What's that? What dogs, they co- uh, is it a theory or is it a bit in Shaun of the Dead? You're always doing this. You're getting scientific theory and uh, quotes from Simon Pegg films confused. I'm pretty sure that, that all of the Cornetto trilogy are entirely scientifically accurate. Yeah, they're actually published as scientific yeah, journals. So. Dogs can't look up, but magpies can fly up, so the magpie yeah. teaches the dog everything that's above it. Ah, it describes the scenes. It describes it, yeah. Ah. It teaches dogs the dog about clouds. It's actually just a really lovely, low-budget British film about friendship. Beautiful. Unlikely friendship. A beautiful thing. Ah. Have you got a film for me, John? And if so, what is it? Uh, what about this one from Grace? Andre, brackets, the giant. Do you know Andre? Have you... I I know about Andre. The giant? No, no, no. There's a diff- There's not a film called Andre. 3,000. Andre Ice Cold 3000, The Giant. Ah, uh, that's the film I want to hear, Grace. Uh, so, uh, Andre is a film from the 90s, and let me describe the cover of the DVD for you, because little known fact, mm-hmm. I say little known, probably only I know it, and maybe two other people. Okay, good. One of my girlfriend's favourite films from her childhood is this film, Andre, that I've never seen. Right. And so for Christmas, I bought her the DVD, accidentally bought the wrong region DVD, so Nightmare. it doesn't work. Nightmare. Oh. Anyway, so the cover is a young girl, I'm going to say like six, seven, eight age, right? Yep. She's wearing a backwards baseball cap. Very Sounds very cool already. Baggy sweater, you know, yep. 90s, 90s child vibes. And next to her is a, a seal Good. wearing I'm sunglasses. I'm invested. I'm, invested. I'm very invested. Wearing sunglasses, a t-shirt and a cap, right? Yeah. And then good, under good. the title, Andre, it says, based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> So, so is it like Free Willy? I think so, yeah. And there's like Flipper, isn't there as well? There's, oh yeah, yeah. In the nineties, they were like, we need children and aquatic creatures. Yeah, to be pair based. them up, pair up kids with an aquatic creature. So yeah, I think it's it, yeah, it's basically Free Willy, but with a seal or a sea lion. Apologies. Or is Andre the seal? Andre the giant plays a seal. Play oh, okay. Or voices the seal. Voices yeah. Hmm, I'm not sure. He would be the best voice actor in the world. Because he's dead? Because, <laughs> largely because of the dead thing. Yeah. Um, we use clips from The Princess Bride to dub over a seal in this film. Now, yeah, or I'll be honest with you, I'm actually really vibing with the idea of, sorry Grace, but the idea of Andre 3000 playing a, a talking seal. Oh, I'd be all over that. That sounds I'd like, be first in line at the cinema the day. That, that sounds like a out. genuinely great film. It does, yeah. There you go. And it's based in the 90s. Perfect. He was around in the 90s. He can remember it. He can bring something <laughs> to the character. <laughs> he can be making up-to-date 90s references. If you make a 90s film based yeah. on a true story about a seal and a little girl, is that a period drama? Now? Yeah. Yeah. Of course Peri- it is. You just think, when you hear period drama, you associate it with like Victorians yeah. and Georgians. But really, if we made a film set in 2015, would that be a period drama? Well, Spotlight that came out a couple years mm. ago was only based on story from like a few years before, before. that and it was weird like because it was it was a period piece but in like the most subtle way like the clothes were slightly different computers were slightly bigger the phones yeah. were less good yeah, like, yeah, yeah but it's still yeah technically it's a period piece good well I'm learning so every day's a school day Joel do you want another one from me yes what about this one from Tim an inspector gadget calls very good. J.B. Priestley play. Yes. Yeah, that's all I remember. Uh, there's something about the Titanic in, in Inspector Calls. Is there? 
Yeah, I think it might be a throwaway line, but that's all I remember from <laughs> school. I very specifically remember there being, like, ah, here you go, so a little look at my schoolhood years. I remember that's how I learned about dramatic irony, because um, there's a bit in the play where they're like, oh, they've just finished that Titanic boat. It's never going to sink. And, but obviously the audience know that it has sunk, because the play was written after the events of the Titanic. Um, and that's how I learned that dramatic irony could be a thing, when the audience knows something that the people on stage don't. That's very like interesting. how the audience know this isn't a very good podcast, but we're completely oblivious to that fact. Well, I was about to say, is the entire podcast dramatic irony because everyone listening knows infinitely more than we do? Essentially, yeah. Every time yeah. we speak, the audience knows more than yeah, we Yeah, they do. know we've made a mistake. <laughs> but what they don't realise is we're doing it for effect. We're using it as a tool. It's, dra- is, it's all dramatic irony. This is all an act. Yeah. We've got it, guys. Don't, don't meet us on the sh- Don't meet your heroes. How much can you tell me about an Inspector Calls? I know that an Inspector Calls round, you know, he pops yeah. his head round and he's like, you know, I don't know, one of you's a murderer. So it's about, so it's about a family and I'd imagine they're like upper middle class family um, and a, an inspector shows up, he calls, he, yeah, and yeah, yeah. essentially through the course of the evening, he reveals that members of this same family all contributed to the suicide of a young woman. In different ways. Wow. And it's so it's each one of these, each time that this this lady, you know, finds, look, looks like her life is going somewhere, one of them shows up to spoil it and be selfish. And it, they're all little acts, yeah. but it obviously contributes. But then the twist is at the end. It's essentially like, a, it becomes like a sci-fi at the end because mm. then he leaves yeah. and then they realise that technically the timeline doesn't really perfectly work or something. They get a call saying an inspector's about to come around. What the hell? So yeah. there wasn't a so who was the person not an inspector the ghost what the hell and uh, in your version he's just got extendable legs <laughs> <laughs> and the twist is when he leaves the building he does so with, with really long legs yeah so no it, reveal the entire way through he completely plays straight and then he goes to leave and he just reaches out right across the room and gets his coat I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> What a twist that would be. Uh, he, a lot of him was metal the whole way through. <laughs> That's it. That's good. pretty much it, That's man. good. Um, That's good. Another one? Another one, as Khaled would say. Mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. Uh, yeah, let's have another one. Uh, what about this one from Lewis? Superman bun. Right. It was, yeah. <laughs> Superman bun. Is the man bun, has the man bun got the powers? Uh, does the man bun have the powers? It's a great question, Joel, and I've really thought about it. Uh, he, so, yeah, who, it's like the a Samson? Was, yeah, it's Samson. It's Samson. Yeah, he's got a Samsung Galaxy. S3. He's got a Samsung Galaxy S three, but when he turns it <laughs> off, he loses all of his powers. <laughs> yeah, so that happens. It, only when he's got a phone signal can he use his powers. <laughs> he's got basic Superman powers, and yeah, it's all activated by a Samsung Galaxy S three. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. He hooks it up to his man bun. <laughs> Anyway, what about this one from Flash? Uh, uh, my voice isn't going to reach uh, that. Raspberry Pi Beret. Joel's listening. I'm into it because I like right. building my own computers. He's re- Yeah. So a computer <laughs> enthusiast buys a Raspberry Pi to play MIDI versions of his favourite Prince songs. However, once connected to the web, it develops AI and creates a Godzilla-sized Prince hologram that tries to take over the world. I'd let it. Let it. That's the thing. You know, normally these big bad monsters... They're not going to improve the situation. But a giant prince, that's a different story. If a yeah. giant prince goes to New York, I think people are like, great, how do I get tickets? 
But when it's Godzilla, you know, they kind of run in fear. Is he break? Is he breaking buildings with? He's a hologram. Riffs. He just yeah. said he's a hologram, so he's just passing through buildings, just wandering around, giant prints. I'm Sounds up for pretty it. great. Whereas if it was Flash. like, yeah, that's the, that's where a little world I want to live in. Maybe each city has it has its um, greatest musical export created as a giant hologram, and they all fight each other in the Atlantic Ocean. Now we're talking yeah. kaiju. Kaiju, yeah. It's like that. But with the greatest soundtrack of all time. I feel like I need to stop bringing up this map because it's. So it, Joss Stone's there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, basically, we all pick. Oh, it's a bit like that episode of Rick and Morty where the big heads appear and say, Show me what you got. Yeah, it is like but that. But it's for each country or continent. Do country, are we talking like, do Wales get their own representative? Is Tom Jones there? Tom Jones. He'll, and he'll go deep into that tournament, don't you think? Oh, for sure. If it's a physical fight, <laughs> Tom Jones. Tom, we've already won this. Yeah. Tom, Tom Jones just turned up and be like, Come on, guys. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What about this one from Johnny? Uh, my Saturday-inspired film, Washing Up. Oh, and don't I'm- do Washing Up on a Saturday. And also, Johnny, you wash up once a week, mate. <laughs> What the hell? You're a grown man. <laughs> Wash up when the dinner's done. Otherwise, you will forever spend every day, or every Saturday, doing a week's worth of washing up. Do you have? Is it a shared house situation? What's happening here? Yeah, let's just let's not talk about the film. Let's let's just really investigate Johnny's sad life. situation. Uh, no, uh, Johnny, I, I would look. Here, here's my policy: get the washing up done as soon as possible because stuff's just going to dry on there. Imagine, Johnny. Oh. John, imagine. Yeah. Imagine in Johnny's world. He has eggs on, to- on Monday night, and then he's waiting until Saturday to clean up the eggs. Right, what about that? He must be chucking pans out every week. He's having an egg on Monday night, but even worse, for breakfast, he's had some Weetabix on Monday morning. Uh-huh. Oh, my word. It's like cement, Johnny. isn't it? We're about to get up at 7am to start the soaking process <laughs> on a Saturday. Um, there must be an easier way to do this! <laughs> Washing up. The film up, but it's cleaner. It's, it's just, a pretty clean film. Yeah. yeah I don't remember any smut. <laughs> but also physically it's also a clean film it's not like a dirt like it's, I mean they're like walking to a mountain a cliff at one point well for most of it but it, I never thought oh, I could do with a 
wash. But they, those guys need a scrub. They do. Maybe it's maybe it's they have a big bath together. Maybe <laughs> is that fine? Can you bath with strangers? Mm. I've been out of the game for a long time. You you definitely can't. Okay. Well, no, consenting adults can bath together if they want to. That's good of you. <laughs> I decree permission that they can consent and share a bath. And where can they do that? To. Have you got an address or? Yeah. What's the idea of sharing a bath is like envisioned as quite like a. Oh, it's the one of the worst things you can ever attempt to do. A sexy, cool couple thing to do, but it just sounds awful. I'm six foot two. I can't even share a bath with myself. Yeah. Let alone another person. I never get into a bath and think, ugh, room for yeah. more. Oh, <laughs> roomy? I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm going for a swim. <laughs> there, are, there are people in this world with fancy baths. Yeah. They can fit many people in. How, how big does a bath have to be before it comes a hot tub? Bigger than a magpie. <laughs> and um, that, they're not, that's not a thing. What, what's a hot tub? Because a jacuzzi, I understand it has a different functionality, but what's a hot tub? A hot tub is a jacuzzi. Oh, so it the, still needs the bubbles. Uh, yeah, there's not, there's no such thing as a bubbleless hot tub, right? Surely not. I also don't think that, like, I'm, I don't support jacuzzis as a concept. Well, why not? I just think it's odd, isn't it? Communal it's like, bubble times. It's like, yeah, a bubbly human soup. Mm. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> it's not Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, it's not for me, it's not for me. Yeah. Okay. Have you, you ever uh, you've been in many jacuzzis? No. Have I ever exposed have you ever been in any jacuzzi? part of myself to a stranger? Have you ever, you've never been in a jacuzzi? You can't really have an opinion on me until you've... Uh, um, me and you right now, let's go to a spa. I don't think I have been in a jacuzzi, at least in my adult life. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable stuff there. The <laughs> listeners are stunned. Like, I hope you were sitting down when you heard that. <laughs> One of these hosts has, not, has never been in a jacuzzi. <laughs> and yet, it's like a ruling decree over the idea of the jacuzzi. Well, I don't like the idea of it, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but you I'm, don't know until you're in there. Oh, you might, don't you know might, you tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be a jacuzzi guy. <laughs> and you'll never know. And that's really sad. That's genuinely heartbreaking for me. You'll never know. You'll spend your whole life going, ah, oh, no, I've had jacuzzis. Imagine if you did that with pasta. You were like, oh, you, like, you didn't trust pasta shapes. You were like, oh, I'm never going to try that. And you don't know how great it is. And now imagine eating pasta in a jacuzzi. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? A little bubbly penne. Come on. Am I boiling the pasta in the jacuzzi? Yes. And then you get a, get a little sieve. You get it out. And you just put, chuck it down your open gullet. Oh, it tastes like me. <laughs> me, pasta. <laughs> Tortally me. Um, what were we even talking about? Uh, I don't oh, remember. washing up. There oh, wasn't yeah. a film there, really. Let's be fair. No, cheer, but thanks for your time, Johnny. And we're actually recording this on a Saturday, so I imagine right now you're probably <laughs> getting the marigolds on and ready for another weekend. Um, here's one from me. The Miseducation of Cameron Diaz. So it's Cameron Post? Is that the actual film? Yeah, I nearly went with The Miseducation of Cameron Post Malone, but I don't want to get, get accused of being obsessed with Post Malone, so I'll save it for next week. Yeah. Yeah, The Miseducation of Cameron Diaz. I'm thinking... Cameron Diaz has been taught some things as a child that she just believed right up until her adult life. So, you know, like the classic one, if an ice cream man's playing the music, it means he hasn't got any ice cream left. Yeah, dogs can't look up. Dogs yeah, can't yeah. look up. Um, if a dog's driving an ice cream van, <laughs> he can't look at the traffic lights, so steer clear of him. Uh, that kind of thing. That, that, you know, that's the kind of stuff you get taught as a kid. <laughs> what, like, do you remember, like, blatant lies your mates told you? Like, I remember really vividly a kid telling me that he went to a market... And there's a song by Limp Biscuit called My Way on the Highway. And yep. he claimed that there was a bootleg cassette of that. And instead of My Way on the Highway, it said My Way on the Motorway. So, <laughs> the reason, British version. Yeah, some way to bootleg it. They were like, well, we better, you know, yeah. we don't want Limp Biscuit suing us, but if we change this word. The Brits won't get it. <laughs> they won't understand the lyrics unless we say motorway. <laughs> so, yeah. 
and I, 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 school is full of people lying to you and you broadly believing it. And yeah, then eventually, yeah, eventually you have to go to your parents and say, I don't believe anymore <laughs> in anything. <laughs> I'm off to have a bath. <laughs> so she, we just find out like um, like acorns and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. She just said she does something really dumb on set or something like that. And, and then oh, she thought, I thought everyone did this. Like I really, I really vividly remember this episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. There's <laughs> <laughs> an episode. I don't know anything about Everybody Loves Raymond, right? But it was on a lot. Weird. It's like Frasier. I don't really know anything about Frasier, but I've, I've probably seen like a hundred hours of it. That's weird and true. Yeah, he didn't like his parents who lived across the street, and apparently everyone loved him. Oh, I mean, everybody loves Raymond. But he had a brother that was like a bit of a bumbling oaf character. And I remember this episode where he did this thing where he couldn't eat food unless he touched it to his chin first. And that was like the whole the theme brother. of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd get like a fork full of his food and then like tap it on his chin and then put it in his mouth. And that was the like whole thing of the episode. And I think about that quite a lot. <laughs> it's a weird thing, right? I always, I, quite often I'll be eating something new and I think, oh, what would it be like for Raymond's brother to eat this? Like ice cream and stuff. Nightmare. A crisp, probably fine. I hope that every episode up until that point, he had never been seen eating food. Cause or he'd been it. doing it and no one had yeah. noticed. That would be genius. <laughs> and that's the, that's the kind of level they were offering at over at Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> right. So Cameron Diaz, it turns out she knows nothing. And so she goes back to school. Great stuff. The school of life. The school of life. Being taught by someone like Kevin Hart, probably. Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. Jim Broadbent. Those are the kind of guys that will be there. Kevin Hart's the headmaster and Jim Broadbent's the like Janitor. form teacher. Janitor. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Is got... that. Was that your idea? No. Oh. It was um, Mike's. Oh. The magpie. You confused me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's got... We don't have a phone number, mate. You yeah, can't call yeah, us. You can't call us. But do pop by the window and drop those ideas in <laughs> as and when you can. Um, should we do our own ideas? Yeah. Uh, me first? No, me. Atomic kitten. Yeah, why is that? a nuclear why, cat. Why is that? Why, why do we accept that that was a thing? No yeah, one ever went. Mean? No one ever went. Why have you called your, your band name Atomic Kitten? But come on, Arctic Monkeys. <sighs> it's like... Arctic I, Monkeys and Atomic Kitten, when you think about it, are very similar band names. The second word is an animal. The first one begins with an A, ends in a C. Holy shit. Hang on. Is Alex Turner someone that was in Atomic Kitten? I can't think of any of their names. Looking back on when we first met um, on the dance floor. There you go. Yeah, but it's they like that's a thing I guess that people do where they kind of it's like Guns and Roses. They think they have to like put like two opposite things yeah. together. And yeah, that's a band like, name. yeah, like Arctic and Monkeys. Yeah, they're, they're classic opposite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, one's an animal, one's a thing. Climate. A climate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what's this? It's about a little cat that's. Been in, in Chernobyl or something? <laughs> yeah. We did one. I don't know if you remember. No, we did a absolutely film. not. I don't know what we were talking about. We did on. a film uh, quite early on called Parasic Park, and it was about a giant cat that was incubated we are, in a whale. This show used to be great. <laughs> it was incubated in a whale. Bloody hell. Yeah, so that it could be that big. Our imagination was firing on all cylinders that day. I would go back and have a listen to that. Um, <laughs> so this is just a nuclear cat. It grows green. He, oh, it's normal size. We're not going big kaiju. Level. Oh, so what happened to it in the in Chernobyl is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it didn't get big, but maybe it got really strong. Okay, so it's normal size, but it's like Superman strong. Evil scientists have discovered that they can't test on humans here because it kills them. But cats have nine lives; so they can do a repeated amount of tests. <laughs> 
Good. They just keep bringing them back. And then yeah. by the ninth exposure to this nuclear radiation, they're like a super cat. Uh. And there is an army of cats coming to fight Boo the Whippet Hound yeah. and Mike the Magpie. Nice. And they have to rally the local animals together, like the oh. animals of Farthing Wood, to take oh. them down. I, like, I really like this. Mm. Atomic Kitten. Atomic Kitten. Here's mine. The Killing Fields of Dreams. So, oh. <laughs> oh. Young baseball team of ghosts. So is that, well, as I wrote that, I, it sort of already is that. Because it isn't Field of Dreams. It's a film about a baseball team for ghosts. Is it? I think. It's like, Imagine if it's not, and I've just thought that in my mind the whole time. If you build it, is, they will come. They being ghost ghosts. baseball ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to build a real stadium for a ghost baseball team? That's such seems... a great question, John. <laughs> um, seems... And who, who are the spectators? It or, seems... or spooktators, all right? <laughs> it just seems unnecessary. It does, yeah. Something about bats. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what, because they're slightly spooky things? Also quite a spooky thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Killing Fields of Dreams, there is uh, a ghost baseball team taking on some humans. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the, the advantage the ghosts have is that they're ghosts. they're ghosts and very difficult to pin down. Mm. But the advantage the humans have is they can sort of pick up the bat and throw the ball. <laughs> so it's a real war of attrition between the two. Yeah, wait, what? So that, The Killing Fields of Dreams, what do you think about that? I think... I don't remember hearing about it being a knockabout comedy where they hire a team of ghosts <laughs> to play baseball. Maybe that's a, just the film I want to see. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. But I don't know what happens in... Can you go into HMV and do that? <laughs> oh, guys, uh, do you know what I really fancy watching? <laughs> I love baseball, I love ghosts. You, you got anything? Yeah. <laughs> and then they just, they make it appear. You just like, and they give you the DVDs of Ghostbusters and Field of Dreams, and they just push it together so hard that the, it just becomes a new film. And, and they've gone, uh, amazing that they're in such financial trouble and they're able to offer that a service. <laughs> I think not enough people, they advertise that broadly enough. <laughs> Right, that's the end of the show. That's the end of the show, right? We know it's the end of the show because there's a knock, knock, knock on the studio door. And entering the studio is Giant Prince here to record a post-hummus album. It's after you've had some hummus. Ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> and we know that uh, uh, we know that it's time for the show because I've forgotten what I say. Anyway, that's that. The winner this week is I don't know content. <laughs> the listener, the general, the listener. You're the winner. <laughs> well done. Uh, and that, that's that. Thanks for coming, and we'll see you another time. Bye. <laughs> But I'm keeping it that way. Good, good. Did I? Yeah, because normally it's the thing that enters the room is the last thing before the lip. Oh, I'm very sorry. Well, I, what's difficult to remember is anything. And <laughs> while I do put a running orders together, it stops after the intro. <laughs> and then it's no man's land. We're just out there in the wilderness, you know, until it ends. Until one of us, essentially, the way this podcast works is that one of us has had enough. <laughs> we reach a point where one of us had enough, we'll go, oh, that'll do. And today it's me, because I've had no sleep. I haven't had a single second. I haven't had a single wink. Uh, you know, they say, they recommend you get 40 winks a night, <laughs> and I've not had I've not had one wink. A wink's with one eyelid, right? Yeah. It's not, that's a blink. It's 20 blinks. It's 20 blinks. <laughs> In real money. Imagine, you don't, what, no, you don't wink while you sleep. I'm not happy about this. Hmm. Yeah, you, your eyes do some crazy shit when you're asleep. I'm going to have to do some investigating into this and come back to you on this. Okay, I'm not cool. happy. I've grown out my facial hair, Joel. It's starting to get to a point where it's really annoying. How annoying? Just annoying. And how, I was, how long are you going to go? Well, 
the the real story is it's I very said, you to grow a long beard two years after beards are a thing yeah and also like this will be this this will explain it more and you'll understand is um the reason i grown out my facial hair is because the mirror cabinet in our bathroom fell off the wall so i can't see my own face so until i, I see could, my I own tell face that about you. i'm surprised you ever owned a mirror <laughs> given the way you normally turn out i at uni there was a mirror in the bathroom but i'd only ever go in the bathroom like to shower and brush my teeth mm. and if you shower it became so steamy you didn't see yourself and you then forgot I, what you looked like while you were at yeah uni. and then you I go, go home at Christmas, at Christmas. Christmas. yeah there's loads of mirrors in my house it's weird there's a yeah. lot of mirrors in my house house yeah there's a lot of mirrors in my house house like you'll just sort of be walking in the hall yeah when, like, when I just me. check myself out in the hall <laughs> well when I'm going between the living room and, and upstairs oh, I better check myself out before I go to bed but yeah anyway. that's so oh love it would love absolutely love listeners to tweet us the amount of mirrors in their house where they live now yeah. and the amount of mirrors in their family home great content but anyway the reason I was telling you about the f- uh, eventually once the cabinet shows up a new cabinet I will be shaving but seeing as I've got to this point I'll probably send you some photos of handlebar great mine you know, chops all that stuff you're going to have to put aside a whole Saturday like Johnny does for washing up <laughs> to get rid of that beard it's a big task mate I'm looking forward to it cool Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.